When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast where... We talk about all things Star Wars Legends versus Canons. And I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I am your other host, Ben of Tamaria. And so we are back with our series on the species, the various species of the galaxy. And we are here with a fan favorite. Yes, it's such a fan favorite. We had a split in two episodes. Because there's just so much lore to these creatures, this species. And that species is everyone's favorite. The Wookiees. Because who doesn't love a Wookiee? Right. Also, this is our 50th episode. This is, yes. Gosh. (laughs) We have been doing this for a while. And there is still so, so much more that we're getting. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get right into it. So this is a Legends only episode because there's that much of Wookiee stuff to talk about. So let's dive right in. So with their biology and their appearance. So obviously, if you watch Star Wars, we all know what a Wookiee looks like because they're represented in all the trilogies. So at one point or another, you're going to see a Wookiee. So a race of towering, hairy bipedals, the Wookiees were once the most recognizable species in the galaxy. As they are. They are renowned for their great strength, their intelligence, their loyalty, and their short temper. Due to their appearance, they were sometimes referred as walking carpets. Is that a multiple thing or is that just a Princess Leia thing? I don't, I want to say that's a Princess Leia thing. I don't want to say that, mo- I don't know any anyone else besides Princess Leia referring to a, a Wookiee as a walking carpet. Right. And like, Wookiees are very proud creatures. You don't want to make probably not. Man. <laughs> no. And like, Chewie's been around the block for a while and I'm sure... I subscribe to the theory that he is actually working for the Rebel Alliance the whole time. Oh, I like even. Oh, yeah, I can easily see. Uh, I mean, he served with he served in the Clone Wars. mm -hmm. He served with Jedi Master Yoda. Mind you, I wouldn't doubt that the entire time he was traveling the galaxy with Han well before the uh, like you know the rebel alliance was established i guarantee you he was doing something to destroy like devastate the empire one way or another 
Which makes me think that he knew that he knew who Leia was, so he tolerated. But I don't think any other Wookiee would oh, God, tolerate no. the insult of walking carpet. No, they like that Wookiee would have ripped her arms off if yes. it wasn't chewy. <laughs> but uh, so let's get into their physiology. So the Wookiees of the jungle planet Kashyyyk were shaggy sentient beings who. Uh, Catarance was considered impressive by many other species. They were humanoid with a head, torso, and four limbs. They stood on two one meter, uh, on one meters on average. Their upper limbs or arms ended with hands, sporting four fingers plus an opposable thumb that allowed them to grab things. Being a species of tree climbers, Wookiees had a strong back, dexterous hands. Thick calf muscles, uh, for su- same evolutionary reasons, they were possessed to curve, retractable claws, and sprouted from hidden sheath in their fingertips with the flex of a muscle. So they're very, obviously, they're very human-like that we get. F- four fingers, opposable thumbs, walk on two legs, have strong right. backs because they, you know, climb. Much like a human. Until you get to the retractable claws. Yeah, they can go full Wolverine on you. Right, right. Um, it's an interesting kind of thing going on with the... Because you don't really think about, like, them having claws because you think, like... I feel like Chewie in the original costume kind of looks like an ape, and so he would have, like, just hands like an ape would. Right. No, they got claws. Mm-hmm. So their heads feature a pair of uh, forward-facing eyes. The colors range from blue to brown, which individuals having green, yellow, golden, or red irises. The Wookiee's nose was very sensitive and would provoke some of olfactory derelium in the presence of meat. Their mouths were filled with sharp fangs that could puncture even with the durable, scaly skin of a Trandoshian's, uh, their ancestral enemies. The Wookiees were also good swimmers, which were reflected by their powerful thighs. Hmm, interesting. They can do it all. Climb, run, swim. Tear me off of a scaly Trandoshan. Yeah. You should uh, just have the Wookiees sleep, like, have the Wookiees do the Olympics. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god, that would be a great thing to watch. Intergalactic Olympics throughout the different species of the galaxy. That would be hysterical to watch. Yeah. Uh, But most of the striking physical feature in the eyes of non-Wookiees was their uniform coats of water-shedding hair. The color ranged from black to brown according to the subspecies. In fact, the wood Wookiee was a catch-all term referring to the number of related races that could be distinguished primarily by their fur. The most com- yeah, the most common subspecies were the rooks uh, who came in the region of... Excuse this, I could butcher this. Rook Roro. <laughs> it, you know, she-wook. 
and whose yeah. hair was typically brown, red, and chestnut. Although albino Wookiees were rare, they were not unheard of. However, such a birth was generally held on to be a bad omen, as white hair did not blend with the earth tones of their forest surroundings. Yeah, that's just a bullet on your... That's just a, you know, target on your back. If you're being hungry. That's really interesting to me, because there are several Wookiees that we encounter that are... Well, I guess not several, but so if you remember in the KOTOR game, when you go to the Kashyyyk story, you have to hunt down and find Zalbar's father, and mm-hmm. he is a white-haired Wookiee. Oh, that's true. He was also not nice, if I recall. Um, no, that was his brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the... Yeah. He's not fun. <laughs> So they breathed oxygen for, from Kashyyyk's atmosphere through their lungs and were among the variety of species that could develop as, uh, asthma. What? Of all the things, Wookiees can develop asthma. As someone who has asthma, it sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. Their immense lung capacity allowed them to blow their Kashyyyk uh, Clarons, a feat that humans could not accomplish. The Wookiees were susceptible to the Blackwing virus, an infectious viral agent that attacked biological tissue and transformed its victims into zombies. So this comes from the Blackwing virus comes from, you know, the Star Wars zombies storyline. Mm-hmm. And Clar- uh, Wookiee uh, Kashyyyk Clarons Let me see if I can pull that up. Were the like they're the war horns that they have. So the Wookiee's natural habitat uh, was the canopy of the washer trees, whose towering uh, vegetals existed over one thousand different varieties, most which reached kilometer kilometers in height. I can't talk tonight. Uh, While some (laughs) only attained three hundred to four hundred meters. Wookiee's families lived in tree houses nestled in the crowns of their washers. Those dwellings often consisted of circular structures and unpainted uh, wood mounted around the f- tree trunk, sometimes with several stories in the veranda. The most luxurious and elaborate houses were built directly into the trees. Villages were held up to branches only with the help out with the ugh, without the help of uh respirator lifts uh or any modern technology so if you go back and watch revenge of the sith when they have the battle in kashik you mm-hmm. see that wookies don't use a lot of tech they use tech but they try to use a lot of components from their planet as a whole and if you recall seeing their like you know uh, attack copters, I guess you can call them. They have like wings, like a, like a from a bug, like a like a dragonfly. Mm-hmm. Instead of like you know repulsive uh, engines or anything like that. Right. And like many other humanoids, the Wookiees had two sexes, male and female. Female Wookiees had six breasts 
and gave birth to uh, live young with their gestational period nearly a year long. Wookiee pups were large at birth, averaging slightly less than one meter. After birth, the Wookiee grew very fast, fully conscious, and able to walk unassisted within one standard year. Holy crap. So, um, yeah, Wookiees grow very fast compared to humans, which it takes us, you know, four to five years before we can really start doing things our own. A long time. And during the course of um, maturation, the individual will grow in about two meters with exceptionally tall individuals attaining 2.3 meters. However, cases of nanism were rumored to exist, and very old Wookiees tended to shrink, becoming as short as 1.77 meters. Right, which you can... One meter is about around a little more than three feet, I think. Mm. And so... 1.7, you're looking around like Five to five, five inches. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I don't do math. Nah. I just guessed. That's rough. Rough estimate in my opinion. Um, so now we get to their life cycles. So this is, this is, uh, they're one of the long, so Wookiees were long lived with a lifespan of several standard centuries. While others, why they outlive many other beings, the Wookiees did not live long as other species, such as the Millennium Dendai. Infant Wookiees remained in their nursery rings, where they learned how to interact within the society and taught to apprentice Kashyyyk's wildlife. Appreciate Kashyyyk's wildlife. So, yeah, Wookiees live a long while. As we know, Chewbacca, by the original trilogy, is what? 300 some years old i think i can't remember something like old he's over 200 we all know that he's within two to three hundred years old by the original uh trilogy and at the end of each school day the parents would take their pups home and so they could create and maintain a sense of family later on in life the children would stay home full time with the rest of their kin and were given their first responsibilities in life in the form of housekeeping chores so, very similar to what how we would grow up, essentially. Around the age right. of 12, uh, the males would perform an int- uh, initiation ritual that would make them enter young adulthood in most parts of Kashyyyk. Incubants to the coming-of-age ritual came to gather silk fibers from the center of a carnivorous uh, siren plant. In other regions of the planet, young males took the test of ascension, known as... This is more we sh- uh, she sh- uh, she wook. It is called hark hark in Wookiees. She wook is Wookiee speak, but she wook is the language. I'm not good with doing Wookiee sounds. So uh, during the ceremony, the uh, young was expected to unlock the Raktar uh, or inner strength by learning how to survive the Kashikian Shadowlands, the dangerous grounds of the forest. Which, we do experience the Shadowlands if you do go back and play Knights, the, the first Star Wars the Knights of the Old Republic game. 
you do get to go to the Shadowlands on Kashyyyk in that game. They are out of bounds, off limits, forbidden, what you want to call it, because it's like cursed. That's why it's you called the Shadowlands. Yeah, you do go to them in Fallen Order as well. Oh yeah, we do. I forgot about that. And then uh, from the age of 18, the Wookiees were viewed as full-fledged adults and were considered in their prime around the age of 200. Throughout this lengthy period, Wookiees were expected to embrace a career to find a regular source of income so they could marry and found a family of their own. Subsequently, Wookiees were qualified as mid-age by 301 to 350, quote-unquote old, by 351 399, and venerable at 400. Elderly Wookiees were normally cared for and admired for their accompliment, accumulated wisdom. Gosh. Words. Hmm. So. Yeah. There's a lot there. Um. There is going to be more Shiwook, so be prepared for that. But we are going to take a quick mid-break and get back with more Wookiee stuff. Let's do it. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about all things that have to do with the podcast, but not Star Wars lore. And so it's here where we thank our patrons. Thank you so much to our patrons for your support and everything that we go through with the patrons. Our patrons support us in the patron chat and all of that. Thank you so much for that. If you'd like to join us, you can go to patreon.com slash holocon histories. And you can sign up there to join us on the show. If you sign up at our $20 tier or higher, you can also just get any here you want to sign up to get ad free episodes and just other patron benefits at various tiers you could do that if you want to support us in a different way you can leave us ratings and reviews on apple or spotify if you leave us five stars and some kind words we will read it out on a future episode of the show and other than that i just remind you to join the discord where you can come and hang out with us that's the cups podcasting and more discord or the robots radio network discord we're under the same names, or I'm under the same name, and Ben has been of something on both servers. You can find us there. You can find information about all of our other shows, mine being the Assassin's Creed Lorecast, the Dragon Age Lorecast, and the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast. And you can find Ben with his Wizarding World Lorecast, which will go live tomorrow. Uh, Yes, normally, but unfortunately, no. due to my new job and conflicting work schedules uh we will not be recording tomorrow so we are taking another week off sadly all right uh, well you you can still check that out anywhere you get your uh podcast uh, other than that we do stream this show live every week on tuesdays at 7 p.m central 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific you can catch us on live come hang out with us and do it all kinds of fun things. And I think that's all we got for the middle of the show. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So let's get back into more Wookiee talk. All right. All right. Now that we're back, we are now getting into the history of the Wookiees. 
So, early history, uh, the Wookiees were largely believed to have an originated from the planet Kashyyyk, uh, which was part of the Kashyyyk system and the Mytaror sector and the Mid-Rim. However, various uh, pieces of lore had different versions of how they became the dominant species of their world. According to the Wookiee legend, the first Wookiees on Kashyyyk were visitors, either in the form of prisoners, uh, pioneers or refugees. Their own records were vague on the subject and and they rarely spoke of the topic. Conventional wisdom uh, held the view of the Wookiees as simply the most capable climbers in a hostile ecosystem that was full of predators. Which, that is true. If you go and play Nice World Republic 1 or go play Jedi uh, Fallen Order, you will learn very fast because Sheik is not a friendly planet. Not at all. Except for the Wookiees. Wookiees are the only friendly things on that planet. Yes. Uh, yeah. You got lots of things happening. Mm-hmm. So the capacity to move higher up on the trees allowed them to avoid their natural predators, uh, helping them not to not only survive but evolve further. Despite either view, no record suggested that there was ever a time when the Wookiees did not populate the surface of Kashyyyk. Some reports indicated the Wookiees evolved on their homeworld around 2 million BBY, where they established dominance in their ecosystem as climbers of the washer trees. Yeah, that's insane. 2 million BBY. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, their world was one of many planets that fell under the dominion of the Infinite Empire, and its surface was terraformed by the Grokata. For Adrakata, uh, agriculture purposes uh however the collapse of their empire left the machines unattended and resulted in the novelly large floridge with it being theorized that the machines led to the acceleration evolution of various native species and Hmm. then during the reign of the infinite empire a number of wookies were taken from their home world and transported the rakotic and archipelago where slaves populated worlds such as uh, malata Inbreeding among slaves led to uh, sickly genetic deformities with the Wookiees of Malata displaying a stoop-shouldered, hairless form with a long front and scissors used to gnaw timbered thickets. So, I don't know if we ever physically see those. I don't remember them in KOTOR. No, I don't think so. So, that'd be from books. So, following the Great Sith War, the planet Kashyyyk was discovered by the Zerka Corporation. And if you played KOTOR 1 and 2, you know Zerka. They saw Yeah. <laughs> uh, whose investments into the Galactic Republic's rebuilding program led them to the Galactic Senate, warning them this, uh, this world. This was under the just, uh, justification that they had discovered the planet unless were the rightful owners of it. After occupying Kashyyyk, Zucker declared that there were no sentient inhabitants on Kashyyyk nor native inhabitants designated on the planet, and they named the first the planet first G5-623. And then after a poll of stockholders, Eden. Once they took control, uh, the corporation went against the wishes of the Wookiees and even began allowing slavers to hold free reign over the native inhabitants. I I hate that crap. 
The Wookiees yeah. are the Wookiees are preyed upon so much, and I hate it. I so in the first Kotor game, we're introduced to all kinds of Zerka stuff. Zerka is on Korriban, they're on Tatooine, and they're on Kashyyyk. And in both in Tatooine and Kashyyyk, like they're not good people, no, at all. And then we get to KOTOR 2 and we're introducing Zergas on Telos and we're supposed to be put of like, oh, there's no right choice of siding with the Athorians or Zerka, but you spent the whole game setting up Zerka as these bad guys Yep. of the previous game. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, that's just not a good corporation. <laughs> no. And as the planet was deemed hold a little value, it escaped the devastation of the Mandalorian Wars and the Jedi Civil War. With only Zerka maintaining control over it, the occupation was brutal and oppressive, with the company treating the Wookiees as less than sentient wisps, uh, exploiting the world's native population and resources in order to gain profit. The corporation further ensured its fo- uh, foothold on the populace by making use of collaborators amongst the Wookiees and managed to get support of the Chundar. Uh, who had risen in the position of chieftain. Uh, Zerka, controlled of Eden, quote-unquote, was disputed when, in 3,956 BBY, the enslaved Wookiee populace overthrew the local corporate headquarters with the help of Revan and drove all the outsiders off the planet. Hmm. So, obviously, that is going to be part of KOTOR 1, I believe, because that's what you do on the Kashyyyk story. You literally get the Wookiees to finally stand up for themselves. Right. And it helps you have a Wookiee in your party. Salbar's great. Does. And gives you a life debt. Or so. you can go dark side and enslave them further. Yeah. You could. <laughs> I don't. But... Anyway, um, several thousand years before the Battle of Yavin, Kashyyyk was visited by scouts from the neighboring world of Trandosha, uh, who were seeking sites for to form new colonies. The Trandoshans were driven off by the Wookiees and forced to leave a single starship behind, which gave the inhabitants of Kashyyyk the necessary jumpstart in order to reach the stars. The impulsive Wookiees easily disassembled the vessel, analyzed the components, and eventually replicated it. This led to the first Wookiees explorers setting into the black depths of space. In time, their ex- exploration led to the contact of Corellian traders who established the trade relations with the Trandoshans but were not willing to ally with them against the Wookiees. This in turn led to the trade negotiations between the Corellians and the Wookiees but quickly devolved into a former exploiting the latter. <laughs> Go figure. And then an end of the state of affairs came to the Aldanian diplomatic corps became involved in the incident who petitioned the Galactic Republic for the Senate seat to be created in the inhabitants of Kashyyyk, paving the way for it to becoming a member of the Galactic Republic. Then thank God for that. And then, after becoming a member of the Republic, the Wookiees dissolved an unfair treaty with the Corellians and formed a new equitable trade agreement with them. In addition, they began making treaties with other worlds 
and new species. So this is them purchasing hyperdrive technology from the Duros, opening Wookiee culture studies programs in Alderaan's finest universities, and trading with the Verpine for the state-of-the-art manufacturing processes. And then within the Senate, many politicians spoke admirably of the wisdom of the Wookiees, and they were perceived as a race that were in touch with the Force, as they were an integrated nature and technology on their homeworld. Kashyyyk became a distinguished member of the galactic community. Yeah, because Wookiees are awesome. Wookiees are awesome. And then now we jump a few thousand years to the rise of the Empire. And this is when things go downhill again. Because the Empire sucks. So, between 59 BBY and 56 BBY, Wookiee explorers in the Kashyyyk system rediscovered Aulus Prime, a moon that has been hidden from the galactic review by the gas giant Aulus, uh, represented by the in the Galactic Senate by the chieftain of... And I will probably butcher this. Atachok... Uh, the Wookiees sought the rights and col- uh, to colonize the moon, meeting opposition from the Trade Federation to sought the uh, Atlas Prime with their own ends. After two decades, the Wookiees were successful, and Atatruk, uh was named as the leader of the colonists. Departing for Atlas Prime between 39 BBY and 36 BBY, along his son, with his son Chewbacca and nephew Soren. So, yeah, Chewie's in here now. Yeah. So the Wookiees were guided in the guided in the colonization by Jedi Master Qui Gon Jinn, who instructed them in gathering resources and doing battle with the predatory Gundarks. Uh, while preparing to eliminate the Gundarks from the Atlas Prime entirely, Chewbacca encountered a B-1 series battle droids of the Trade Federation, who had secretly had illegally established a presence on Atlas, Ar- Atlas Prime. The Wookiees fought several battles against the Federation before driving them off the moon entirely in the Battle of Atlas Prime. Though the Federation's Trandoshan's ally, Pect, escaped and still schemed to secure valuable Wookiee pelts. See, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And I get it, why Trandoshan, that why he's doing that, but it's still bad. Trandoshans have the whole thing of the Great Hunt they hunt for sport so they can, or they don't hunt for sport, but they hunt powerful foes to get trophies so they earn points for their, like, god. So they ascend mm-hmm. to that realm when they die, kind of a thing. Right. Um, and if they lose, they lose all their points. If they get defeated. So. So at least one Wookiee, uh, Taivaka uh, became part of the Jedi Order in 32 BBY. Uh, Kashyyyk had diplomatic relations with the planet Naboo. During the last decade of the Republic, Senator Yara represented both Kashyyyk and Trandosha, home of the Reptilian Trandoshans. However, the Trandoshans represented their resented their Wookiee neighbors after some of them allied with the Trade Federation and the colonization of Atlas, Atlas Prime, where they attempted to assassinate assassinate Yara in 32 BBY. 
and 23 BBY, so about nine years later, a Wookiee vessel was attacked over the moon of Trandosha, resulting in a Wookiee blockade by Trandosha. Peace talks was resolved on the issue and conducted in 22 BBY under the meditation of Jedi Master Opo Rankis. Rankis, yeah. Uh, but failed to failed when it was revealed that the Tradotians were pushing for a senatorial representation of the Trade Federation backing. During the Clone Wars, the uh, the Wookiees attempted to remain neutral at first, but it was only after the death of uh, Prime Rukumini uh, at the hands of the Separatist droids that King Grakchawa led his people into the world into the war on the side of the Republic. Later, during the Clone Wars, the Confederacy invaded Kashyyyk, conquering the planet would proved to be an asset since it was able Separatists to control hyperspace route planning and use the Wookiees' secret routes to disrupt galactic trade and communication. In response, the Republic dispatched the task force and led by the longtime Wookiee friend, uh, Master Yoda, to defend Kashyyyk. So, obviously, this is that is the battle we kind of see at the in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And there, a combined force of clone troopers and Wookiees uh, repulsed the Separatist droid invaders, the Tradition's allied at the Battle of Kashyyyk. However, victory was short-lived with the rest of the Galactic Empire. The Jedi was branded enemies of the Republic and hunted down by the New Order. The former clone troopers, known as Stormtroopers... Uh, then took over Kashyyyk and placed it under martial law in response to Wookiees rebelled against their new opposers. Hmm. And then in 19 BBY, the Empire enslaved the Wookiees and bombed the cities of Kashyyyk. Any survivors that attempt to escape the bar- beleaguered world will hunt- be hunted down by the Trandoshans. It was in fact in Trandoshans officials uh, who were responsible for convincing the Empire to exploit the Wookiees as slave labor due to their reputation of being powerful species. Of course, the traditions were the problem. And the chain events... Of on... oh, what? You said, of, said course. of course. Yeah. Uh, the chain of events saw a joint venture between the Galactic Empire and the Blacksville clan of Trandoshans, with two establishing the Avatar orbital platform, that was used to establish transportation as well as sell Wookiee slaves. During the reign of the Empire, World Word from Imperial Navy Command claimed that the Wookiees were descended from the herd of Banthas that crashed on the planet from a Nemordian trade ship. With the Trade Federation traced the tracking homing beacon, they discovered a new species of on Kashyyyk who were the Wookiees. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. They were descended from a herd of banthas? What? No. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I doubt that. that that's... Yeah, no. So now we get to the later history. So this is, you know, towards the end of the Empire and after. So, at the advice of the Trandoshans, the Empire enslaved the Wookiees for their strength... Wookiee captives were used for countless Imperial projects, including the Maul installation and the Death Star. However, because of their devotion to their homeworld, many Wookiees would evade Imperial's, Imperial garrison to revisit their beloved forest and for important Wookiee holidays, such as Life Day. And, oh, let me see if I can grab it. Speaking of Life Day, 
I got a life day. You got a life day, or... They had some life day stuff when I was on Batu. They only uh-huh. had that. They didn't have the robes. I was kind of sad about that, but... I you have to save robes. it for your life day tree. Right. When I get one. <laughs> so, after the Battle of Endor, the Wookiees were liberated from the slavery by the Alliance of Free Planets. The Nagi... Nagai? Nagai? Also attempted to enslave the species, though they were uh, repulsed by the New Republic. Sadly, the peace was short-lived. The Empire, having uh, licked its wounds, quickly re-established presence on Kashyyyk and enslaved the Wookiees once more. Go figure. And then around 5 ABY, Han Solo and Chewbacca assisted in citing a revolution among, among the populace, helped by the part by Lando Calrissian, Rogue Squadron, and Admiral Gal Akbar, who took the uh, Grand Admiral Pasati Sin in a pitch fleet battle against the nearby uh, Sumitra sector. And uh, sometime during the New Republic era, the Sith Lord X1 created a force of Wookiee clones and used to fight X2 and the New Republic which X1 and X2 are from the Elite Squadron, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Elite Squadron game. You play as the clone X1, who is a clone of a Jedi, your twin is X2, and so forth. The Wookiees were represented by the Cathar and the New Republic Senate, the Kashyyyk, and Kashyyyk became key signatory and member world of the Inner council the planet also welcomed trade in city of thicketana thicketina thickenina became a major uh, explorer of computer technology however this made it the target of agents of second imperium in 23 bby a task force under zach raided tikitana uh computer stores and used by the second imperium in a war against the new republic and here we go. Here, here's here's the fun part. During the Yuuzhan Vaughn War, the Wookiees suffered a great loss of the uh, when Chewbacca was killed on the planet of Serpedal while while helping refugees flee from the ruined world. A memorial service was held on Kashyyyk in honor of the fallen hero. As the Yuuzhan Vaughn continued their push towards the Coral Worlds, the past near Kashyyyk, though it was spared from the usual conquests. Uh, this was despite that the fact that the world contained a wide variety of deadly life forms, which helped served as a useful, useful genetic stock for the shapers. Yet yeah, the Yuuzhan Vaughn uh, was no joke, and <laughs> the shapers were a cast uh, responsible for creating all things used by the Yuuzhan Vaughn. So they were they were a, a, a specific caste system from the Yuuzhan Vong because the Yuuzhan Vong used organic materials, creating mm-hmm. weapons, ships, and all that. And that's why they were a powerful force when they came into the galaxy because the Sith and the Jedi were having problems with them due to the fact because they're all mainly organic and everything they use is organic, they were also force resistance. Yep. 
And I will have to say, yes, it's sad that Chewie died. But he went out like a boss. His, his death in Legends is like it's brutal, but he took out he became he, Chewie became one of the last Wookiee berserkers. And when he went into a blood frenzy, he just ripped everything to shreds. Mm-hmm. So military strategists in the New Republic believe that while the Yuzhan Vong would be used on the deadly predators, they lacked the time to personal or personnel needed for this task, capturing life specimens. It was believed that once the Yuzhan Vong Empire had consolidated its holdings, it would have eventually turned its attention to the Wookiee homeworld. This led to the Wookiees preparing its defenses in case of any incursions to Kashyyyk. And after the battle of Yuzhan Tar, celebrations took place on the planet at the time of the Second Galactic Civil War. The Wookiees remained loyal to the Galactic Alliance. This remained in fact until Jason Solo's militant actions turned the Wookiees against him and led him to join the Confederation as well as allies of the Jedi uh, Coalition. During the conflict, the Wookiees participated in the Battle of Kashyyyk where they fought against the Galactic Alliance. And Jason Solo, isn't he the one that turned to the dark side? Yes. Okay. Darth Titus is his name. And then Dark Crate's Galactic Empire saw danger in the Wookiees, but knew better than to enslave the entire species like the previous Galactic Empire did. Instead, it cut cut them off from the rest of the galaxy by having Kashyyyk blockade and all Wookiee spaceports and shipyards destroyed. Holy crap. Crate was a very maniacal. He he learned from the past, and that's why his mm-hmm. empire was like. If I recall, his empire was the longer lasting of the empires. After yes, Palpatine, um, he, right? He kind of is like another Darth Bane and like reviving the Sith and mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. And he's so old; like he yeah. was around when Anakin was around in the Jedi. Yeah. Like, he joined the Jedi Order when Anakin did. Yeah. Yeah, we went over that in our Obi-Wan episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, because way back in our Obi-Wan episode in year one, we talk about Darth Krayt because Obi-Wan has an encounter with Darth Krayt before he became Darth Krayt. Because he was actually part of the Sand People. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, last but not least, uh, no Wookiees were allowed to leave or visit Kashyyyk without Imperial order, and holonet transmissions to the planet were completely cut off. Supplies and traders could not uh, could come and go after swearing under penalty of death not to provide Wookiees with information of the state of the rest of the galaxy, but the Wookiees themselves were completely isolated and largely left alone. Which is all sad. But Darth Krayt knew how to run an empire. Yes, he did. But that is what we have on Wookiees and Legends. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. I love the Wookiees. Everyone loves the Wookiees. They're great. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got Chewbacca. We got Gungi. uh, Zalbar. Trying to think who else. The Santan. Krishantan, yep. 
um, soon to be, hopefully we'll see him in live action, um, Buryaga from the High Republic, whose mm-hmm. whereabouts is still unknown in the books as far as I'm concerned because I haven't caught up on Phase 2 yet. Uh, um, Lobaka, which comes in Legends. Yep. Honor. Yep. And then... Um, Tarfall. And we have a new one coming out in Acolyte, which I can't remember his name on the top of my head. Oh, yeah. But he's a Jedi Master. Yes. He's a Master. So, super excited for Wookiees. Super, uh, they're not going anywhere. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably see some Wookiees in Jedi Survivor. That drops next week. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. I will be playing nothing but that when that drops. But me too. But it yeah. drops the day as a re-release theater theatrical release of Return oh, of the Jedi. Yep, Return of the Jedi also releases that day. Yeah. And uh I'll try to remind myself to post it, but I did get pictures with a certain Wookiee when I was on Patu. So I will probably post. I will post those in the Discord at some point. But All right. yeah, anything else to add? I don't think so. I think that's all I got. Cool. All right. Thank you for listening to All Corn History Podcast. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi. I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Rumor. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at 3 Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3 Thoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell.